course, from our perspective as, as Habitat for Humanity, homes provide a sense of dignity. And also homes are part of a community. So it's not that people... Um, so homes really, for us, are central to, um, to communities. Um, homes really are the heart and, and the center of, of building um, safer, um, more stable um, and sustainable communities. And it really starts at, in the home. And, of course, um, you know, once you have a home, we also have extensive sanitation programs. So um, water and sanitation, of course, are central. And, and energy and all the other aspects, um, road networks, um, schools and clinics. So it really starts with the home in terms of, again, providing that sense of belonging and dignity, but also um, the sense of community. And, of course, then one is really referring to the social aspects of, of housing and, and the functions that, that homes provide in, in enabling people to, to be part of, of a society and a community. Um, in terms of housing, we knew, do know population is increasing worldwide, especially uh, in, here in Africa. Homelessness is a massive problem for everyone. Government does what it can. Uh, organizations like yourselves uh, do what they can. But how important is it that the people who need to have homes are given something which has permanence. In other words, they know that the, once they've moved into a place, it's something that they can, given the limited resources that they have, turn into something more than just a simple abode, something that they can perhaps uh, use later on in terms of growing themselves, perhaps as collateral. They can develop market gardens. I mean, how important is it that when somebody um, is moved onto a piece of land, that they actually have some sort of tenure over it? Well, well, you're absolutely right, um, because you know, on the one hand, you have how people access land. And for instance, in South Africa, we, I mean, of course, we had a huge, um, and it's still ongoing, but a program where people below a certain threshold um, were actually provided housing. But as we well know, um, the tenure documents were outstanding. And, and, and correctly, um, unfortunately, even for microloans, because as Habitat, um, we, we focus so much on housing because of the economic um, aspects that are related to homes. So if you can provide security through a, a tenure document, then you can access, access loans, um, even at a micro, micro level and for, for housing microfinance. And so we have a, have a program um, called Solid Ground, which is a global campaign, and it really is putting the... the in the spotlight on tenure security. Now, we know that this is a very fraught and complex area. Um, and so, you know, this, this is something that, that we, we, in fact, this is why we had this conference last week, was really to address the security aspect. So it's not just simply how you access a property, but how you actually create the regulations around making sure that people have actual ownership over that property so that they can you know, exercise the full spectrum of their rights. It could, of course, become it could, of course, become uh, you know hugely bureaucratically uh, overweighted, which would uh, hamper the process. But of course, in African traditional systems, we do come from fairly patriarchal arrangements. Mm-hmm. How uh, affected are women in Africa? And I suppose let's talk specifically in South Africa 
by this sort of barrier to having ownership? Well, it's absolutely it's a tremendous barrier because it is part of the social structure, as you said, of, of societies, how societies have been organized um, over, you know, for, for millennia. And so women are very much, um, they're the brunt of, of not having ownership. And I think the most extreme forms are when, when there's, there's a change in the marital relationship through a divorce or, or, or even through death. And women are very often then stranded and, and or, or even relatives just move in or there's another wife. And, and so women certainly are um, in a very vulnerable uh, position. And, of course, this has tremendous negative implications for, for families and for societies. So, so we certainly um, have also um, focused a lot on gender and as, as an important aspect um, of, this, of this relationship um, because we know that when women do have land, Whole, um, or at least have ownership, or, or even through um, through property inheritance laws, um, that, that those give women a sense of security. That their, their position in the home changes, um, and and also once they in, in in more rural settings, for instance, uh, where women are able to, to use the land more effectively um, because they they know that they have a they have a vested and, and they have a secure interest in the land. It has, it has tremendous economic benefits. Um, we've seen this in China, it was one of the biggest reasons um, for, for the drop in poverty. But certainly in, in an African sense, we know that it has better uh, nutritional and, and, and an outcome for, for families and for children. So it certainly has a, a number of knock-on effects. And of course then, um, again, women can use, use the land or the home for, for, for collateral. Um, so certainly it, and it reduces levels of, of um, domestic violence and, and all sorts of things. So um, we do really recognize that, that when one when is addressing land issues, women um, and the role of women needs to really have a, have, a, have a strong focus. What role does government uh, have to play in trying to address this uh, along with uh, the traditional leadership structures uh, which exist? I mean, how do you get uh, work towards that uh, happy balance? Look, I think what, we, what, what um, you alluded to this earlier in your question and this is the, the barriers. So what we are looking at um, as, as development practitioners and, and, and people that are experts in the field is not to work towards what is currently the case, which is freehold title through a deeds registration system. Um, this is a very, you know, this is a process that requires um, professional services, planning, surveying, registration, and, and the costs of this are quite overwhelming um, in many instances. So the, the, there's a big drive towards a much more flexible uh, approach where communities play a much bigger role. Um, and as you can imagine, so for instance, in South Africa's case, there is the um, communal land um, tenure bill that is currently um, in place. I think it was as of last month. Um, I, we, you know, it's so new, but what just my initial sense is that it does require a lot more participation, um, and, uh, and and it will have um, strong implications. But many of them very, very important because land, as we know, is so, so significant for social economic development and growth on the continent. But there, there's a number of processes. Land is a highly technical issue, um, and uh, so so really getting getting the the right structures, the right institutions in place, 
and, and the right processes that enable communities and, and civil society to also play a role in the process. But certainly, freehold title, I don't think... So individual land ownership um, is, is, is not seen as the ultimate solution um, in developing context.